lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Day Show. And greetings. Welcome to the Steve Day Show here live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast at the conclusion of Superhero T-Shirt Week. And I couldn't make up my mind which one to wear on the last day. So I just thought I'd wear one that had two characters on it. So I'd kill two birds with one stone. Both Spider-Man and Venom. Your thoughts on today's finale to the perennial event only I care about, known as Superhero T-Shirt Week. Kind of esoteric by your standards. You're more like laying it down the obvious on these things. So I don't know. Is this turning over a new lead? I don't... Venom, to me, I I have no idea. I, I can't comment. Uh, see, this is where I go to you to ask questions about the lore, the depth, the inside baseball. Fair enough. So. Let, me, let me tell you the answer, therefore, you should give, because I do know more about this than you. Yes. That's a really cool shirt. Okay. That, that's the answer you that, should give. That's nice. Yeah, I like you. it. Thank you very much. That's Todd Erzin. He approves of the shirt now that I told him he needed to. Aaron McIntyre is here as well. Good to see you. Our good friend Chris Pandolfo will be joining us here momentarily for our Week in Review roundtable. Of course, let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox. You can email the show, Steve at SteveDace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Day Show. Look for us on MeWe, Parlor, and Gab. And now we're on Getter as well. Turns out that they that the reason my name was already taken is they were holding it for me. I guess I didn't realize I had risen to the status of having platforms hold my 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 name for me. But apparently that's the case. I, I actually found that out. Uh, just a, It's been a weird couple of days for me. All right, but weirdly... It was Dinesh D'Souza who emailed me yesterday asking me, there's like the fifth person that's done this in the last few weeks, asked me if I would be willing to consider joining Getter. I said, all right, I'll take a look at it finally. I go over there. My name is already taken. I texted or emailed them back. I'm like, well, somebody's already taken my name already over there. He goes, I'll take care of that for you. And it turns out they'd actually just been holding it. So I guess they had like a collection of media people whose names they figured would want to eventually join the platform and they just held on to them. So other people couldn't come in and take their names. And apparently, you know, I, I can't get, I cannot get invited to speak at CPAC, but apparently we have risen enough to the status of when new alternative platforms are created, we're on a list probably towards the bottom, but we are on the list of people. Hey, make sure you hold on to that person's verifiable uh, screen name for them. So we've arrived from, from a social media. We're already on a bunch of government lists from a social. Oh, media. Oh, yes. Company. I'm on all those lists. Yeah. They all all those know who I am very well. Yeah. In fact, they know more about me than I do, to be brutally yeah. honest. But yes, yes, yes. You're a 40 year old man. But this is like your college recruiting visit. They have a jersey waiting for you. With it your is name a little it, it was yeah. a little bit like that. Yeah, Taking it was. Your talents yes. together. Yes. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, you can also get clips of the show via Rumble if you want them uh, free of censorship, not just free, but free of censorship as well. Rumble.com slash. Steve Day Show and and the video we took that interview yesterday that dynamite interview with Matt Staver at Liberty Council who is going to war against COVID stand he's got his law books and his five smooth stones that video you want to share that with everybody that you know who is also looking to push back against the tyranny we've broken that interview out for you separately so it's easier to share over at rumble.com slash Steve Day Show again that's rumble.com slash Steve Day Show one more public service announcement before we get to the roundtable okay 
And this is not just a, a, a commercial, it's a PSA. So I was already tapped to do Built Bar today anyway. I'm going to do it right now because I just got a text from Built Bar. That grasshopper cookie, an outstanding specialty flavor. If you like like grasshopper chocolate kind of flavored things, grasshopper cookie is an outstanding special flavor. And Aaron is, I'm, I'm so doing this out of order. Aaron is unaware of what uh, name brand to put over my shoulder. So uh, forgive me. I did not give you a heads up on this. Okay. It's my fault. All right. Just, it, this is totally my it fault. Was, yeah. I, I, I literally got this text right as the show intro was beginning. And, and there's only a few people, if I see their name, have texted me, I will look when the show's about to start. And we just talked about lists that I'm apparently on now. Build Bar is on that list. Build Bar text, I better look, all right? Because I got to find out if this is a flavor I got to jump on during the commercial break before it's gone, okay? Um, but Grasshopper Cookie Specialty Flavor is back. Now, all of their flavors are good. But if you are looking for the one that you're like, that's the one that's going to win me over, this would be on that list, all right? So use my name, last name anyway, Dace, as your promo code to get 15% off. Get that Grasshopper Cookie today for the absolute best protein bar of all time, built.com, B-U-I-L-T, is where to go for Built Bar, built.com, promo code DACE, get 15% off and get that grasshopper cookie today. All right, fine. We're, we're through all the logistics, although that was, trust me, if you haven't yet tried grasshopper cookie, you don't know how important of an announcement that just was, all right? But without further ado, it is time for the Dace Group. Your weekly look at the week that was begins, as it always does, with bleep, Lord Nefarious says. What is it going to take to get people to get shots in arms? I don't know. You tell me. Folks supposed to have common sense. But it's time to start blaming the unvaccinated folks, not the regular folks. It's the unvaccinated folks that are letting us down. We've got to shake people at this point and say, come on now. We tried voluntary. You know, we could not have been more kind and compassionate as a country. It's selfish. If you're unvaccinated and you're going around without being tested, you are an arrogant, selfish SOB. You got proof of that? And we have to get in those communities and we have to knock on those doors and we have to convince people and put them in a car and drive them and get that vaccine in their arm. But if you're not vaccinated, you're not nearly as smart as I thought you were. The voluntary phase is over. We can keep doing those things. I'm not saying shut it down. I'm saying voluntary alone doesn't work. It's time for mandates. It's time to impose requirements on key groups to make sure they're vaccinated. Excuse me. Look, we don't even have to have that debate if we can just get everybody vaccinated that's not vaccinated, that's refusing to get vaccinated, that's living uh, vaccine free and impacting the rest of us. It's like drunk drivers. You don't have the right to go out and drink and drive and put everybody else at risk, including your own life at risk. You got to start telling people if you don't get vaccinated, you can't come into this office or this place of business. If you don't get vaccinated, you can't come to work. If you don't get vaccinated, you can't come into this gym. If you don't get vaccinated, you can't come into this, get onto this airplane. It, it, it has nothing to do with freedom. 
We're even going to get to the point where the general recommendation is going to be if you're inside anywhere with a bunch of people, I mean other than your own home, you might want to wear a mask. I wear it now at the grocery store. I was stopping a little bit. Now forget it. I'm wearing it again at the grocery store. But as always, we can thank the unvaccinated people who tend to be Republicans, who tend to be Trump voters, who tend to be Fox News viewers. The idea of all of us going back to wearing masks again, a lot of people don't want to hear that, but we should actually not see this as failure of the vaccine. We should see it as the failure of individuals to make the responsible choice. This moment, and most importantly, the associated illness, suffering, and death could have been avoided with higher vaccination coverage in this country. The CDC hasn't changed and the CDC hasn't really flip-flopped at all. And just last question, because I know they're doing it in Europe, you can go to a disco or a discotheque as they like to call it there, if you have a, a health pass. Is that something that the CDC would ever lean into or perhaps advise here? You know, I think some communities are doing that and, and that may very well be, be a path forward. What, what, what? Indeed, his butt has been wiped and ours is being spanked. So let's get to it. Chris, as the guest, you get to respond first. What was the best of the worst this week? Well, I think um, I think I think I really like your shirt, Steve. Thank you. Um, look, this whole issue with the vaccine mandates and the CDC telling people what to do, and now everybody's talking about forcing people what to do, it really makes me angry. Because I think a lot of people who don't trust the government, who don't trust what the CDC has been saying up to this point, are going to have those biases reinforced by being told what to do by people who are condescending to them. What frustrates me is our government officials and our public health officials just cannot are not capable of telling people, in my opinion, what's accurate, which is the vaccines seem to prevent people from going to the hospital and dying which is the point, the original justification of the lockdowns is to make sure our hospitals don't get overwhelmed and that people don't die, right? So that was the impetus of the whole last year of COVID restrictions that we went through. And the vaccines are supposed to be effective at preventing that. Now, what we're seeing are these breakthrough infections, the Delta variant, because it's more contagious. And that doesn't mean the vaccines aren't effective at keeping people out of the hospital. It just means that some people who have the vaccine are gonna get the infection and have a mild case of COVID, like the flu. They're not going to get seriously ill. They're not in danger of dying. And so the idea that we have to now wear masks again, if you've had the vaccine, or you have to socially distance again, you have to take all these precautions and measures. And if you don't do that, we're going to force people to do something we don't want to do. It's preposterous. It's morally wrong. It's counterproductive. And it pisses me off. And I think it's pissing off a lot of Americans. And people are going to need to be held accountable for that. In the, the next couple election cycles, I think, are going to be whether or not elected representatives are want, going to want to hold these people accountable. Or if they're not, you know, you, if you're tolerating this little bit of tyranny now, you're going to get bigger tyranny in the future. And people have to be aware of that. By the way, breaking news from Broadway. They are announcing to attend a show. Now, you have to both be fully vaccinated and masked to attend a Broadway show cool. in New York City. Fully vaccinated and masked, you 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 just openly have to sign up to join a branch Covidian cult. Maybe they'll serve you some meat sacrifice to idols during the intermission if you're lucky. Well, it'll be I'm sure uh, one of those impossible uh, vegan things because real meat would not be politically correct. Go ahead, Chris. I'm going to say congratulations to Broadway and making sure that nobody buys their tickets. Exactly. People yeah. don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And so if you're t- like for me, I have to fly to a wedding, right? 
flying is the only convenient way of travel, so I, I'm going to have to wear one of the stupid masks on the plane, right? But aside from something, something like I need to get from point A to point B, I'm not wearing a mask in any other place that's going to require me to wear a mask. If they're going to insist I have to wear a mask, I'm just not going to go to that place. So, you know, because I'm vaccinated. I got the shot. I'm protected from getting seriously ill or dying. And other people I know are protected from getting seriously ill or dying. And if I feel sick, I'm not going to hang around with people who may be unvaccinated, who might be at risk of getting seriously ill or dying, which is the point of all these stupid restrictions. So I, I don't feel the need to obey something that is not going to be applicable to me. And I'm not going to be putting in other people in danger. So why are you telling me what I have to do now? One small qu- correction. Oh, while I appreciate your passion. That is the stated purpose of all of these regulations. It may not be the actual purpose. Todd, what do you think was the best of the worst this week? Well, told you. I don't think there's a single person in all of conservative media, based on my pre-COVID um, anti-vax peccadillos who saw this coming more. I, this is the magical nature of vaccines, and nobody embodies it more. I can't blame this all on people on the left. It's the KIVs of the world. Look at what they obviously think. What's implied in how they talk about that? That's the Alabama governor yeah. featured at the beginning yeah, of Aaron's yeah. montage, yes. It's like, it, you've, if you've seen The Walking Dead, they, they realize it's not it's not the bite that or being eaten by the zombies that causes it that it's a virus and it's inside everybody and it kicks in once you die that the way they talk about this is that the unvaccinated are the virus yeah but we know now and quite frankly i've known all of this for a very long time but we know now that the virus comes from the vaccinated as much as anybody else. We know it. We have the data. But the way they need to talk about it is that the unvaccinated are the disease. So put on your yellow star. Get rounded up into camps. That psychology, that emotion, that drip, drip, drip is driving people insane. People on the right. People on the right this very morning talking about it is undeniable by all experts now. We know that this is a crisis of the unvaccinated. To say that when that person spends as much time as they do on Twitter knowing what the data says. And it's being reported now in the Washington Post and the New York Times. We're dealing with mass levels of insanity now. These times are so dangerous. I don't know from day to day when... The snap's going to happen. When the Archduke Ferdinand moment's going to happen. Yeah, start, you know what, not everyone, but a lot of those unvaccinated people own guns, all right? They're, 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 not, they're, not, they're not as helpless as the, uh, the Muslims in a certain province of China, for example. Um, keep going down this road. Yeah. And take it to the extent that you would like. Now, I'd like to see Miss Wen, former Planned Parenthood uh, executive, I'd like to see her travail some of the countrysides of Arkansas, Alabama, and Mississippi and see what happens when she tries to enforce these edicts. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. How many sheriffs are you going to think are going to say, yeah, I don't want any part of that job? Yeah, we don't want to reenact the Civil War here. We, we already fought that one, but thank you. I mean, there's a lot of Twitter tough guys out there until they're the ones that mm-hmm. actually have to go and enforce these edicts. Aaron, what do you think? 
Leanna Wynn, Dr. Leanna Wynn, is where I was going to go with this one. Let's not see this as a failure of the vaccines, she says. See this as a failure of the unvaccinated failing to do what is right. Again, I would like to underscore this. She was not baby pro-baby killing enough for Planned Parenthood a couple, two, three years ago when she, uh, she took over for Cecile Richards lasted, I think, f- less than a year. Lasted just a few months, I think, in that uh, in that post as director of of uh, Planned Parenthood, she was not ba- pro baby killing enough, and yet she's out here saying this type of stuff, creating a two tiered society. And I would also further like to remind you that Dr. Liana Wen, quite frankly, is lucky to be alive, being an, a Chinese immigrant and a, a Chinese woman immigrant. She was born in China under China's one child policy. She's lucky to be alive. What with that culture. Culture's aversion to girl babies. And yet, she's over here saying this because, because progressivism at its heart is all about power. It supersedes everything, even your own personal story. Whatever will help me get the most yep. power yep. is what is the That's truth. why self-awareness is dead. Correct. Yes, they don't need any. It's just about raw, unbridled acquisition of power. Exit question on a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being the amount of Republicans in Washington who are actually worthy of actually being there or anything, uh, and 10 being how terrible our CDC is. Rate this week's level of total depravity, Chris? 10. Todd? 10. Aaron? 10. Kind of feels like if we don't do a 10, Aaron didn't do his job. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Given all the material that's out there. Let's get to issue two, COVID Stan strikes back. The CDC reinstated their mask recommendations this week, saying even vaccinated people need to mask up indoors in certain places because of the threat of the Delta COVID-19 variant. CDC Director Rochelle Walensky says it's because you peons didn't get vaccinated. This moment, and most importantly, the associated illness, suffering, and death could have been avoided with higher vaccination coverage in this country. One of the papers the CDC allegedly used to base its new guidance on was not even peer-reviewed and didn't even study vaccines available in the United States. This morning, however, the Washington Post obtained unpublished research the CDC actually used to make its decision. The research indicates the Delta COVID-19 variant causes more severe illness and spreads much more easily than originally thought. The research also indicates vaccinated individuals are more susceptible to contracting the variant. The research, however, makes no mention of the current epidemiological curves of places like India and the UK, who've already seen the brunt of the Delta variant. So for the first time, we have seen CDC and Fauci's narratives diverge. Somebody's lying. They could both actually be lying. But they cannot be both telling the truth. What CDC's internal documentation is telling us about the spread of the virus via the Delta variant through the vaccinated is nothing compared to the data that Anthony Fauci promised us for the last few weeks, which is uh, 7,000% only unvaccinated people getting in or dying. Israel's own data shows from its Ministry of Health that its overall death and hospitalization numbers have plummeted since the country became fully vaccinated. However... Amongst those that are dying in the month of July, amongst the elderly, 80% of them were fully vaccinated, 81% of them in the hospital that are among the elderly, also fully vaccinated. So it clearly has some efficacy holding up for now. Now, who knows how long that lasts because they want third shots and soon there'll be fourth and fifth ones, I promise you. 
But the initial wave of vaccinations in Israel showed some level of death efficacy, as Chris pointed out. But the idea that it is so dramatically clearly superior to natural immunity, which they had another damned lying quack on Newsmax this morning claiming, the data just doesn't indicate that. Israel's own data showed 40% of its new cases this month came from fully vaccinated people. Less than 1% of its new cases came from those who were known to have had an infection and recovered, or natural immunity. And, and what I see also, we were talking about this before the, right before the show started, the anger right now, and Chris, you alluded to this, the anger right now reminds me of when they put out that chart in January that the only place safe to go to school in person in the dead of winter was International Falls, Minnesota. Remember that? And I said at the time, I thought that was a turning point. You're insulting people now. They're not this dumb. And now I think the anger is even worse than it was in January because a lot of people, like the Michael Rappaports of the world, a lot of people thought that this was their golden ticket out of here. They, they obeyed the lockdowns. They hung out. They waited. They waited for the vaccines. They took the vaccine. And now they're being told, aha, sucker, not necessarily. So let's get to the question. What's the real reason to keep pushing these therapeutics? Because what Chris described is what the data shows, but that's not what most people think when they think of a vaccine. They think I'm, immun- I'm immunized against something. These things don't immunize against, uh, immunize against it. So they're therapeutics, which is why I told you from the beginning, if they developed one, they would be. So what's the real reason to keep pushing these therapeutics that aren't vaccines to the point of attempted tyranny when all their own data indicates that this actually doesn't justify it? So what's the point of it then? Todd, I'll start with you. Because we're in a post-truth society... Uh, defined by bullies and marks. And so far, the bullying has always worked. Why would the bullies stop? This, this is classic playground rules. The truth is immaterial. The power is all. We, we, we have more truth now than we've had ever before. Things are clearer than ever before. And it always seems to matter less. The spirit of the age is not going to except a stand-down order based on truth. It simply isn't. So we're back to what we told this audience all of last year. This will not end until you make it end yes. and not a moment sooner. Exactly. So, so there was enough anger in the winter after that school map that they began, by the time we got to the spring now, they, they, they backtracked with yeah. masks and everything else, right? That kind of anger. So you can get them to backtrack, and I would imagine if this level of anger continues, they'll backtrack again here shortly, mm-hmm. okay? But it will not fully go away, all right? You can get an enemy to retreat. Retreat's not the same as surrender. Hey, celebrate when your enemy yeah. retreats, right? Yeah. Celebrate. But does that mean the war is over? No. It ain't over till you watch those redcoats jump on those boats at Yorktown and sail away. It ain't over till the Japs show up on the USS Missouri and sign unconditional surrender. Retreat is not the same as surrender. The most common conversation we've had off air on this show since COVID came along, and we've had it on, on air all the time too, but the three of us thinking out loud is about... And different different issues and different ones of us, depending on the day, obsessed with this. When does common sense kick in? When does the crazy have to stop here because that's just too crazy? Do any of us believe there is a spot anymore after the last year and a half? I don't. I don't believe there's any fact, any data, any truth that is going to stop them. We must stop them. Yes, especially they're doing this when they put out their own data last night. 
They updated their infection fatality ratios last night, Aaron. Did you see this? I did not. CDC, so infection fatality is what you really want to know. Because that's different than cases. That's how many asymptomatics and seroprevalence, all that's grouped in. CDC has updated its IFR, and what it shows is for 65 and under in America, or for under 65 in America, your odds of surviving a COVID infection are 99.5% or higher. Okay? That's the infection fatality ratio, IFR. According to CDC, if you're under 65, all right, your your odds of surviving a COVID infection are 99.5% or higher. They're obviously higher the younger you go, okay? But that's what their latest data from their own IFR updated through, that's data updated through May. Our death numbers, by the way, in July, we're going to have the lowest death numbers in any month since we started keeping these stats in March of 2020, okay? So this is this is before we've even hit another massive decline in deaths. These are their numbers through May, Aaron. Meanwhile, the military moves into Australia. Yes. So the best, the absolute best case scenario, and I don't think this is the best case scenario, but the absolute best case scenario that there is some um, bleeding heart amongst the progressives in the academic and medical elite that uh, still believe that they are out there to save lives and to prevent suffering and pain and that if you just took these vaccines, we would alleviate that and therefore you must take them. It quickly becomes that. That is the absolute best case scenario. However, the guidance that was just put out by CDC and what that was based on that was just obtained by the Washington Post this morning, it was also uh, unpublished research that was given to certain uh, lawmakers yesterday as well. All of that data... All of that research flies in direct contradiction of the data, the real-time epidemiological curves out of India and the United Kingdom. So I am having a tr- I'm having a hard time believing that our best and brightest, and that's what they want us to believe, our best and brightest are just um, know that the UK and the Indian uh, variant, or that the variant in those countries, uh, had this really steep downward epidemiological curve, the peak of which, by the way, is nowhere near the peak that we had in the middle of the pandemic as well. I'm having a hard time believing that our best and brightest just uh, see that and still put out that memo saying, we got to have universal masking. Mm -hmm. I'm having a hard time believing that. So the best case scenario, they're just bleeding heart progressives. They want the best outcomes for everything. The worst case scenario of what's happening here, and I think this is probably closer to being true than not. You see the anger, the seething from people like Bill de Blasio, Kay Ivey, uh, Anthony Fauci even. You see the anger. It's starting to get a lot more emotional now. How dare you defy us? That's exactly what I think is happening. We're we're talking about here what I'm talking what I've talked about with January sixth as well. The spirit of the age had one dangling participle from 2020. They won on COVID that year. They won on COVID. They won on cheating in the election or rigging the election, whatever you want to call it. Whatever you they they won the the, the narrative on that. One dangling participle they did not win on though were the rioting. The Black Lives Matter rioting that caused over a billion dollars in damages across the country. And so I think the spirit of the age used to, uh, January 6th as a I way to say— going. This is a great point. As a way to say, uh, look, you peons, you're mm-hmm. no different than, than the people on the left. You know, we're all, we're all just uh, terrible people. Something along those lines. I think we're seeing the same 
the same type of thing. They need to contrive a scenario where masks and vaccines are the win. Exactly. Exactly. Because they didn't do anything. Masks did nothing for us last year. Is that what you're saying? I I think that's I think that's where we are headed here. Uh, Some variation or variant of that. I think that's clearly a driving impulse as well as federal bureaucratic uh, dumbassery, which is you, you can never, ever dismiss. All right. I'm sorry, Chris. We're late. I got to get to the exit question. Based on current trend lines, if the efficacy three months from now of the therapeutics that aren't vaccines were a Led Zeppelin song, which Led Zeppelin song would it be? A, babe, I'm going to leave you. B, whole lot of love. C, over the hills and far away. Or D, dazed and confused. And Chris, I'll let you go first and even throw in a comment here quickly if you want, since you got short change this time. My bad. Sure. Um, the mainstream narrative is going to be a whole lot of love because the vaccine mandates and the mask mandates and the reimposition of these restrictions are going to be claimed as the reason why we've come down from the peak mm-hmm. of the Delta. If you've been listening to Dr. Scott Gottlieb, who's not necessarily on our side of the rest of no. COVID. Yep. His prediction is we're at the peak of the Delta mm-hmm. variance curve right now. And we're coming down because of natural immunity. The same thing that happened in India and the UK. Yep. So as we're coming down from that peak, vaccine mandates are going to be said, this is why, and everybody's going to love them, and that's where we're going to go. Todd, what's yours quickly? Dazed and confused. Dazed and confused. I think it's going to depend on which media and which of the two countries you get your that, that reside in this singular one you get your information from. That's what I think. Okay, We'll mm-hmm. come back. More of the Dave's Group next. How much equity do you have in your home right now, given what's going on with the housing market? I'm guessing it's more than you thought you had four, five, six months ago because prices are home values are soaring right now, which means cyber criminals are on the prowl. That's why we're here to alert you as a homeowner that the more equity you have, the greater the chance foreign domestic criminals will come after it through what's called home title theft. Now, this is what home title lock seeks to protect you from because homeowners, um, here's how it goes down. First, cyber thieves search hundreds of public databases where our home's titles are kept. They're looking for high equity homes. Then they pull your home's online title, forge your signature to state that you sold your home to them on what's called a quit claim deed. And then they take out loans against your equity. And often you won't find out about it until you go to uh, cash in on your equity or late payments or other worse things, more nefarious things like, um, you know, foreclosure notices start showing up in the mail. Don't let this happen to you. Protect your most valuable asset. First of all, register your address right now and see if you're already a victim with a clean title or not for free when you go to HomeTitleLock.com. And then while you're there, you can also receive a complete title history of your home to see if anyone has attempted to tamper with it or not. Normally, that's a $100 value. It is free to you today when you go to HomeTitleLock.com. Again, that's HomeTitleLock.com. Let's welcome in our friend Chris Pandolfo joining us here for part due of this week's Dace Group. Let's continue on with our weekly look at the week that was with issue three, Trump versus Ditch. 
Former President Trump released this statement this week after Mitch McConnell and 16 other GOP senators helped move a $550 billion infrastructure bill forward in Congress. Quote, hard to believe our Senate Republicans are dealing with the radical left Democrats and making a so-called bipartisan bill on infrastructure with our negotiators headed up by super rhino Mitt Romney. This will be a victory for the Biden administration and Democrats and will be heavily used in the 2022 election. It's a loser for the USA, a terrible deal, and makes the Republicans look weak, foolish, and dumb. It shouldn't be done. It sets an easy glide path for Dems to then go beyond what anyone thought was possible in future legislation. It will be a continued destruction of our country. Our borders are horrible. Crime is at an all-time high. Taxes and inflation are going way up. The economy is going way down. And now this. Don't do it, Republicans. Patriots will never forget. If this deal happens, lots of primaries will be coming your way. End quote. So this is just the latest in what has been a series of escalations of rhetoric, some from McConnell, mostly from Trump. So, Aaron, I'll start with you. Is the escalation of rhetoric by Trump against McConnell, is it shadow boxing, is it pro wrestling, or is it a real fight that's long overdue we're about to see? I think for now... It's shadow boxing, unfortunately, until I see, um, with with very limited exceptions, that the people who Trump has endorsed have largely been the type of people who uh, aspire to be the next Mitch McConnell's of the world. Let's just be completely honest about that. Um, Until I see a track record of Trump endorsing people who are truly there in Washington or going to Washington or want to go to Washington to do something and not to be somebody, I'm going to say that this is shadow boxing. Now, again, there's always the handicap that you have to put in here. Maybe Trump has actually learned some lessons about the swamp and how there are really no friends. You have no friends in the swamp. If you go there to drain the swamp, you have no friends in the swamp. I mean, you're going there to drain them, to drain the swamp. But until I see that, and I I know it's a cop-out, I know it sounds like a cop-out, I'm supposed to have a really strong opinion about this. I just, I have to see it before I start believing that Trump is uh, really serious about taking on the Mitch McConnells of the world. And I think it's also important to, to recognize here as well, Trump very well. I mean, he wields, he still wields a lot of bully pulpit power. He's still an uber popular figure within right of center politics in America. He could use that power for good. He could use that power to do some serious damage to rhinos who are seeking to uh, primary or or get elected or go to Washington. He he could do that. I want to see him do it, though. And so far, I just haven't seen a a good enough power, a pattern, I should say, of that happening. We did get some good news this week. At least I did. I mean, happy birthday to me. Jared Kushner says he's leaving politics. So, I mean, that's a plus. But just to, and I should, by the way, I should have done this already, Todd, I defined for, for, for the sake of the question, what's the difference between shadow boxing and pro wrestling? Shadow boxing, you know, um, shadow boxing, I heard you on the radio. Uh, I just don't know. I, I mean, I don't like you, but am I going to follow through with it? Okay. Um, and so this is largely just rhetorical flair. Um, pro wrestling is just the whole thing. It's just, you know, a scripted outcome. Okay. That's the difference. So in shadow boxing, there's a legit beef, but whether it will actually ever turn into a confrontation, uh, you doubt 
pro wrestling means the whole thing is scripted from the beginning and a real fight means, well, just what it means, a real fight. So which do you think it is, Todd? It's shadow boxing. I mean, it's a real beef and God knows that Donald Trump has uh, real beefs. Um, but I, I simply don't. Ditch is not is the one who runs this party. It, it, Donald Trump is not the head of this party. He, he, and look at the look at what uh, uh, McConnell said about uh, vaccines. Here, just in this week, take the jab, root yeah. and branch. I'm sorry, or we'll lock your sorry asses down again. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's no. There's no. Yeah. Stick it to him, Trump. I, I, that's that's just nostalgia now. That time is gone. 2016 happened. 2020 happened. I Cool press release, bro. Okay. It was a really cool press release. Frankly, it's one that, but, that to, like I would have written. I know. I, but <laughs> to, it may not mean... I noticed I didn't say it was a good press release. I just said it was a cool press release. It might not be good. I don't know. I just, but I enjoyed it. I, and um, Well, I, I, I need more. I need more from you if you're really the head of this party. That's the, I'd, I'd take you as the head of this party in a heartbeat. You know that, but you're not. No one's saying you are either. You can't even get invited to CPAC. Yeah, yes. But yeah, but this is the problem. He is apparently. <laughs> what? I need more than the memo. All right, Chris, what do you think? It's, uh, it's worse than pro wrestling. It's reality TV. It's scripted and it's not even good. Um, this press release is Donald Trump trying to kind of recapture, like Todd was saying, that 2016 nostalgia of all the other Republicans are stupid and I'm the only one who knows what's going on. I'm the only one who's going to fight election fraud. I'm the only one who is going to stand up to Democrats and make these deals. Meanwhile, the deal under question that he's criticizing is the infrastructure package he more or less wanted to get passed when he was president. So not only is he complaining about something that really every Republican wants to vote for anyway, and nobody in real America cares about, it's something that Trump himself wanted. So I, I, I it's just, I, the, President Trump is not doing anything Well, when you productive. put it like that. <laughs> I'm sorry, Chris, finish your point. Go ahead. Yeah. The Trump, Trump is not being productive here. He, he's just showboating. He's, he's doing more of the same thing that he did when he was president, that, which is why his presidency was such a, in my opinion, failed in a lot of respects. He didn't actually achieve anything substantial. And everything that he did achieve was erased by the COVID pandemic or by executive order when Biden became president. And he's just giving us more of the same. And so when he's running, going to run again in 2024, presumably, like if you want him to actually be the president that people hoped he was going to be, he needs to do more than this. And he's not doing more than this because I don't think he's capable of doing more than that. I think that he's just Donald Trump being Donald Trump. And I, I'm sorry. I know people really like this president. And I like a lot of the things that he did when he was president, but he wasn't effective in the long term. And going forward, I don't see how he's going to be. So quickly, I'll just throw this chum in the water and see who wants to jump jump in for in the, with a couple of minutes we have to discuss it. What would a real fight, therefore, because you all gave some form of answer between shadow boxing to even worse than pro wrestling, a made-for-reality TV event, as Chris just described. So none of you believe it's a real fight. What would a real fight look like? Who wants to answer that? Oh, leverage TV. leverage Lindsey Graham. Because <laughs> Lindsey Graham is like Well, we halfway. think we all know Lindsey Graham. Likes mm, to be I leveraged, set it up. brother. <laughs> um, <laughs> Indeed. Uh, 
leverage people like Lindsey Graham, who try to have their foot in both worlds, what are really at their heart closer closer to Mitch McConnell than uh, than Trump. Leverage the people like that who are trying to have their cake and eat it too. That's how you would seriously put pressure specifically on Mitch McConnell. Chris, go ahead. I know you had something to say about this. Uh, rally Republican governors to stand up to the CDC and stop mask mandates in schools and things like that. If Trump actually wanted to be effective, like if he wanted to be a political leader who achieved practical policy outcomes, he would be getting people in support of efforts like that, you know, to do something substantial. He wouldn't be releasing press releases screaming at Mitch McConnell for doing something that he wanted McConnell to do when he was president. I'm sorry, but it's just a, totally hypocritical and totally... A, 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 it's a waste of time and it's ineffective and it's just made to be red meat to throw at people so they can send them more money. And I, frankly, I don't have patience for that when we're seeing the introduction of vaccine mandates and mask mandates and the government telling people what to do. And real Republican leaders are the ones who are standing up to that, not the ones who are sending press releases. Todd, do you want to chime in or you just want to yeah. give Chris an amen? How about, well, amen, but how, you know, actually declare war in Kentucky. I don't know what constitutional options are available in that Commonwealth. But uh, everything from censure to just like with Governor uh, uh, Walker or Newsom, um, have him uh, recalled. I mean, have we serious? Has Trump even endorsed? Has Trump even endorsed Larry Elder in the California recall? I don't think he has. No, he's not. Has he? I'm even guessing though, he's going though, to. Even though the polling shows Elder clearly is ahead of all the other Republican um, candidates, and now we've had two separate polls in California show that. Uh, little spoiler alert to my upcoming uh, prediction that. Uh, the recall is, I guess we'll call it uh, looking realistic and gaining steam from a momentum standpoint. Yet he remains even silent on something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Exit question. Which is more likely to happen in January of 2025? Trump sworn in as president or Ditch sworn in as majority leader of the U.S. Senate? Todd. Ditch. Aaron. Ditch. Chris. McConnell. See, I think Ditch is retiring. That's you guys. You want to get really cynical here? I, I think Ditch is retiring, and Trump knows this, and that's why he's picking the fight now. Mm-hmm. See, I, I, uh, I've not begun to cynicize. Is that even a word? It is now. It is now. All right. See, yeah, I, I, I think he you. knows Trump. I think Ditch is getting set to retire, and therefore. He doesn't have to. He's the per, it's the perfect time to push on him because you you won't ever have to really fight him, and you can then make the case that you chased him out afterwards. I, I actually think that makes a lot of sense. But after seeing Grassley, and I think these guys, these crypt keepers, they just are going to die there, and they're going to live until they're hundred. They're just on that plan. Yeah, I like that cynicism too. I like that level See, of respect. I think Mitch McConnell's going to retire, and I still think he has a better chance of being sworn in than Trump does. Because <laughs> I'm doing anything. Speaking of cynicism, there's cynicism, and then there's just defeatist. All right, issue issue four. Let's let really quick pick your fighter. All right, here's our little kicker topic: which two current political figures on either side of the aisle? It can even be two figures on the same side, but which two current political figures would you actually like to see throw down, and why? Pelosi versus Marjorie Taylor Greene. I like it. I like it. I like that one. I think that'd be a little one-sided, okay, which is maybe why I would like it. All right, Chris, go ahead. What do you think? That's a problem. Uh, Madison Cawthorn and Greg Abbott. Oh, come on, dude. (laughs) That's the best thing Chris has ever said on this show. Come on, man. (laughs) That's so 
so great. <laughs> See, that's the stuff that gets you fired. Is that? Come on, man. Oh, man. Goodness, Aaron, please. Um, please do. I dare you to do better. Uh, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Grassley. Oh man. I mean, what? How does how does that fight end? How does it end? It doesn't. Okay. Because they've been how does there. It, how does it even forever. How does it even begin? How does it even begin? It doesn't because they've been there forever. That's the point. It's just an everlasting. I want to see. I want to see Chip Roy, and yeah. Kevin McCarthy. Oh yeah. That's what I want to see. And then, like at the end of Rocky Three, when Apollo looks at Rocky and says, "Ding, ding," that's what I want to say. I want to see Chip Roy and Kevin McCarthy. That, that's what I'm in for. All right, let's get to the predictions. Chris, go first. Yeah, I predict, uh, like I said earlier, that the CDC and um, the NIH are going to claim victory in mask mandates and vaccine mandates after the Delta peak ends and slides back down by the fall. Um, and even though they're going to claim victory, we're still going to have mask mandates in schools. And the only places where we're not going to have that are places where governors are standing up to that. And right now, that just seems to be Florida and maybe Iowa. So, All right, Chris. I'm sorry, Aaron. Uh, Donald Trump will de facto endorse the artist formerly known as Bruce Jenner in the California recall election. I know I, I said it, de facto. It, it, that's not going to happen. But I have so much respect for you throwing it out there at the same time. Just, I'm feeling you, dog. Go ahead. Not, Not only on the vaccine issue, uh, but combined with that with the fact that now this uh, senior uh, in high school football player is apparently going to forgo his senior year to make a million dollars name image. Quinn Ewers, yes. I, I'm, cha- I'm officially changing my name to I told you so. That's my prediction. Uh, I'm going to predict that Gavin Newsom will be recalled in California. He will fail the recall threshold, and there will be a straight-up re-elect campaign for him sometime early next year, that he will be recalled in September, looking at the current trend lines there. That's my prediction. It reminds me a lot, looking at the, the current polling trend line there, it reminds me a lot of what the polling trend line was on the retention election here 10 years ago where we weren't winning, but you could just see when you looked at it internally where all the momentum was. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so um, I, I see a similar trajectory and trend line. I think Gavin Newsom will be recalled in California. Chris, great stuff as always, man. Appreciate your perspective. Thanks for joining us, brother. Take care. Thanks for having me on, Steve. Always fun. You bet. You know, one of the things I think is funny that's going on right now is there's a lot of people that have been duped because a lot of our countrymen really thought if they just hung out and stayed in their homes and obeyed the lockdowns and the masks, and once the vaccines came and they got vaccinated to get their lives back, and they're finding out that's not the case. because But they're, they're, they think something new is happening. No. The same thing that was done with lockdowns and masks last year by all the same people is, is what they're doing right now with vaccines and masks. All right. It's just that now a lot more people are in on are in on the scam, uh, that they're the ones getting scammed. And that's why the anger is even more palpable. Hour two is next.
back again with Hour 2, live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here with Aaron McIntyre, Todd Erzin, all of you. Don't forget, you can email the program, steve at stevedace.com. Although, looking at the amount of emails I'm getting right now, many of you are not forgetting that. <laughs> all right, You can also uh, like me on Facebook, MeWe, Parlor, Gab, and now also Getter, which is spelled G-E-T-T-R. That's Getter, G-E-T-T-R, which I... It's pretty cool. They take all of your old tweets, actually, and import them over there. Videos, everything. That's that's kind of cool how they do that over there. Very smooth. Yeah. Uh, you can also check out videos of the show, clips if you'd like to share them with others. They're free and also free of the censorship at rumble.com slash Steve Day Show. Again, that's rumble.com slash Steve Day Show. And the last name is D-E-A-C-E. Um, it, it, tell me if this is fair or foul really quick before we get to... Um, uh, before we get to Feedback Friday, okay, is the, is is this okay? First, you know what, before I do that, I actually I need to tell you about Omega XL. I got to do that first. Sorry, I got confused. Uh, Omega XL is the product that we have been telling you about for quite a while on this show. It's for those of you looking for an all-natural anti-inflammatory to push back on the chronic pain in your body. This is the pain that just lingers, won't go away, often uh, manifests itself as stiffness, soreness, achiness. Not, hey, I had a car accident and now my neck hurts. That's probably whiplash. Go to a doctor. Okay. No, we're talking about the chronic variety and chances are it's caused by inflammation in your body. That's why you're looking for a product like Omega XL. Backed by 35 years of clinical research, it's also the anti-inflammatory that I use uh, for, for my issues as well, so I can personally attest to its effectiveness. And right now, they're offering you a great deal. Buy one bottle, get a second one for free when you go to OmegaXL.com slash Steve. Again, that's OmegaXL.com slash Steve, or give them a call, 800 800- 844-4888. All right, next, the next poll question we're going to talk about in the overtime, this is going to be Monday, okay? Is this poll question that I've posted, is it fair or foul, okay? Here's the question. And you can vote for this on Twitter, by the way, right now. Uh, it's pinned to the top of my Twitter account, at Steve Day Show. Uh, if we agree to vaccinate preborn children... Can we finally get the federal government to admit they're human beings? Do you think that's a, is that a fair question? Foul. You think that's foul? Tell me why you think that's foul. Uh, Because the government right now is admitting that none of us are humans. Ooh, that's snarky. Uh, I accept that answer, but I, I will say fair. I mean, let's find out just how important these, how important the credibility of the of the vaccine narrative is to these people. Let's find out. All right, hey, we'll do just start jabbing our kids in utero and let's see yeah, what happens. You know, this is the first cousin to the great philosophical and rhetorical gambit that you know I love in that when you're ever in a position where you're arguing uh, with a pro-choicer who constantly is talking to you about uh, rape and incense, you say, okay, I'll give you those to see how important it really is to them. I'll give you those. You give me all the rest, which mm-hmm. is almost all of them. Yeah, flesh out a false objection. Yes, yeah. that's why I love what you're doing here. Yeah, let, let's find out just how yes. important it really is, right? Yes. And not to mention, doesn't that also dovetail with the whole my body, my choice rhetoric, right? Yes. Okay, and can someone then therefore deny, um, I'm, I'm going de- to defy your vaccine mandate for my in utero child because it's 
it, I'm, I'm not even agreed it's a child mm-hmm. yet. So it's my body, my choice. Mm-hmm. I mean, let, let's go ahead and just put all of our narratives and all of our cards yes. on the table. You want to get nuts? Yes, let's get nuts. Let's play these all out. As Todd likes to say, let's each throw on the red bandana and the deer hunter. And let's just, by golly, roll camera action. And let's see what happens. What do you think? Amen. Yeah, I knew you would like that one. Uh, we also have a new partner here on the show as well called Truebill. And, you know, you've got... You want to know why a lot of companies come to you and offer free trials without your consent? Um, it's because they're out to get you. Because chances are they realize you'll probably forget later on to cancel if you don't want it. Okay? So don't let those corporations pick your pocket. You can download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. It's the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, you don't want, or you've just simply forgotten about on average. Like I had this with some antivirus software I don't use any longer. And I had forgotten that it was on an automatic uh, uh, renew. And they wanted to nail me for another 70 bucks, right? Okay. That's why you need a product like this. Uh, Sometimes up to $700 a year. Truebill can save you. On average, in fact, they can save you that much, all right? So if you want to learn more about this, it's got over 2 million users. I'm about to get signed up for it, so I'll let you know what uh, they tell me once uh, I get my account here active here in the next couple of days. Uh, they, they are looking to help you save money, and they've helped their 2 million users save over $100 million so far, all right? So don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill. Just like it sounds, true, T-R-U-E, truebill.com slash Steve. You can go there right now, truebill.com, I'm sorry, slash Dace, my bad. Truebill.com slash Dace. Again, that's truebill.com slash Dace. You know, we should just have a policy. Everybody uses Dace or Steve. Why do we we interchange these? Do you know, Aaron? I do not know. I wonder if some of our ad reps just go by, hey, yeah, just use Steve. And there's like, no, we should use Dace because there's more than one Steve. You know what I'm saying? But then we're in the quandary of how do you say there Dace, might, how do you spell Dace? Is true. this part of this? Certain, true. Certain advertisers might have multiple hosts named Steve. Though. Yeah. So maybe we should just make it a blanket. That, and that's how we overcome the whole, is it Dace yeah. or Dace stigma? We just make every promo code for now on just Dace, period. Make them all Dace. So that, that's one way that people just ultimately figure out how to say it, right? Because one thing I can tell you is there aren't a lot of Daces. Okay. There's not a lot of us out there uh, left, unfortunately. All right. Let's get to some feedback Friday. You guys ready to go? Yes. All right. Yes. Let's start with Scotty who writes prediction by Labor Day. They'll be blaming Trump for rushing the vaccine through. Bye. You buy this. Tell me why. There's a they. It's broad enough. Somebody, somebody will do this happily. It doesn't mean necessarily all of the current trajectory of tyranny is going to change. Mm-hmm. No, but come on. No, I, it, how it, does that? How does that reconcile? Not that these people we're talking about feel the need to reconcile exa- such things. You stop then. Okay. Stop. Don't keep going. Why? <laughs> but, Why? Okay, but I must. I must continue. I must. That's your problem. I know. I'm not saying it's healthy. That's why I said it's my problem. I didn't say it was like my my blessing, my gift. I said it was my problem. How do you, on one hand, refuse to accept the data that shows that your vaccines are not as glorious as you claim that they are and continue to try to promote 
right? So at the same they can't time, afford to, they can't afford to be completely honest. Uh, so, but so then they're gonna. So at the same time, their answer internally, their the CDC has documents internally pointing out issues that they're having with vaccine efficacy with the Delta variant. And and yet they're gonna. But but and their answer to that is, and that's why everybody has to get vaccinated against the Delta variant. I mean, it's just nuts. Okay, but then how do they turn around and say, but it's all Trump's fault because he rushed the vaccines because- through. So if they rushed them through, that means we should probably take our time and not fully authorize these things or mandate them and force them on people. This you, this would actually this attack on Trump would actually undermine their narrative to use it. CNN just wrote this today. Here we go. Here we go. Vaccination alone won't stop the rise of variants and in fact could push the evolution of strains that evade their protection, researchers warned. They said people need to wear masks and take other preventative steps until almost everyone is vaccinated. Uh, that's utterly insane and invincible ignorance. So what's the difference in them saying Trump rushed the vaccine and it's Your causing ticket is, uh, yeah. a vaccine that causes the evolution of strains that All evade right. their protection. Get, you're right. You're but right. now everyone must be vaccinated. It doesn't like, matter. Like, like I said, this is my problem. It, it, so, so. CNN simultaneously is admitting that f- further mutations may very well limit or even diminish substantially the efficacy of these vaccines. But the only answer, therefore, is for everybody to get vaccinated. Yes. In the same breath. In the same breath. Yes. The, you're, you're, and this is when you, when Steve talks about this, it's it's not just a philosophical thing. It's also a worrying thing. Steve, Steve's desire for certainty. Yes, but that's and that's why when we've been talking and off air, it's like give what, me certainty, even if it's yes, bad. Yes. When does the when can they not? They can't even swallow their own chaos, their own lies. It's just it's there's no point anymore. And watching all of us on various days look each other in the eye and realize that's where we are. It's Steve's whole show to the chagrin of people in our movement for do that do that again make sure we got that on tape do you mind you got it go ahead for years has always been pointing out the nature of the slippery slope if you keep if you do not stand in the way of this this is where we get but even for us who've been preaching it who've been saying it when you're in the middle of it when you see it smell it taste it that's that we're all like oh my god it's here. It's, it's happening. Yes. I had to try. Stop. I had to. I, I can't. You have to. For your health. Mark says, it. say it's 2023 and hypothetically Trump reti- retires and a DeSantis presidential campaign calls to offer you the following job. Now, I was originally not going to put this up to be answered. But then I thought, even though you guys have no idea what emails I'm screening because they all come to me and not you guys, mm-hmm. right? I don't have a staff yet that like screens these for me. I read them all myself, all right? I would know that I punked out if I didn't include this email. You know what I'm saying? Like I would know, you know? So you guys would never know that this got emailed to me, but I would know and I felt like, I would feel like I punked out. So I thought, you know what? I, I got to include okay, this Okay, start one. over again. I okay. need to hear this clearly. Say it's 2023, and hypothetically Trump retires and a DeSantis presidential campaign calls to offer you the following job, head of media surrogate engagements. 
the job description is that you get any final say on which politicians, celebrities, or persons of influence appear on behalf of the campaign on television and radio media outlets. Would you, assuming no family or job conflicts, take this job? If not, would you recommend somebody else? You, can I answer? Yeah, what do you guys think the answer is? Yes. You, you would not, and you should not, take this job. I'm sure you'd have any number of recommendations that we'd be more than capable. This, uh, you have, this is way too narrow a funnel to put you in to assist him. If he wants to assist you, it would be with something other than this. Aaron, what's your answer? What do you think my answer is? Yes. I mean, I would assume, I mean, I would assume that it would come along with some sort of senior strategy uh, a position like most senior posts, I would assume, yes. in, in campaigns. Yeah. Actually, you would actually be involved with the strategy. But if that was one of your main jobs is making sure the the faces of the campaign are what they should be and saying what they should be saying, I, I think you would say yes, as long as you didn't have to leave Iowa. So you're yes. both right. This particular focus is too narrow for me to say yes. You are correct about that, Todd. So the, the letter of the law here would be a no. But, Mark, you're, if, if I'm being brutally honest, and, and the main reason I wasn't going to put this email in is because I just thought any answer I gave would be self-serving like I'm fishing. You know what I mean? But if I'm going to be completely transparent... The spirit of what Aaron said is correct. Just as you want to run for Congress just to see if you could hack it, just to, just to see for yourself, what is this pressure that so many people I like succumb to? How do they handle it? And, and, and I just, you have kind of, you kind of have to gots to know. Yeah. Right. You know, um, if it was seen, this is what fascinated me about the possibility in 2015 of going with Trump, the idea of being his communications director and knowing how off, um, how hands off he is and how much he delegates to people. So you can wield a lot of power, but just understand if something goes wrong, he ain't coming to the underling you put on. He's coming to you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Sure. There's a, that's a double-edged sword with the delegation. You get to wield a lot of power, but if you blow it up, He's not coming to the underling that didn't perform. Right. He's coming to you who put that underling there, right? Yeah. So, but I was, I was, I was attracted to that level of authority. So just as you want to see, could I stand up to this? I want to see if I'm in a position where I'm in a corner office and the buck stops with me. How good are my instincts, really? Like, I, I, I think they're pretty good, but and they've been tested at times on campaigns, and they've been tested at times analytically, you know, here in the media, mm-hmm. but I mean in the mess. You yeah. know what I'm saying? The, the competitor in me, I'm, I'm frankly more fascinated by this than I am running for office because... I, I'm a high-risk, high-reward kind of candidate. Meaning that, I mean, I, I either dominate a field or get thrown out of it early. 
because I'm just going to come with so much name ID, radioactivity, um, chutzpah, um, that either I picked the right environment and time or, you know, they find out anybody I ever said something no to or they go find every woman whose yoga pants I ever noticed at the gym. Yeah, I remember he checked me out in 2014 or something and blow me out of there. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. This, plus I also think this is where the real power is. The real power is on an infrastructure level. I mean, we saw that in the Trump White House. He had the most powerful position in the world, and yet the infrastructure that surrounded him often binded him, right? Mm -hmm. So I've always been attracted to the character in one of my favorite Christmas movies, Miracle on 34th Street, from the guy that's in I Love Lucy, who there's the judge, and everybody sees the judge. The judge is ultimately wielding the power, right? He's the one that is going to decide whether Chris Kringle is truly sane by claiming to be Santa Claus or not. But the power... The real power is his advisor that, that 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 tells him what's really going on inside those chambers. You know what I mean? See, I want to be that guy. I want to be that guy. Because I think unencumbered by the need to please the camera or a certain audience, there is a level of freedom and truth-telling that maybe doesn't exist on the other side of that exchange. And I would love to see at a high level... I'd like to match wits with some of these people. Give me a DeSantis or Cruz level candidate so that I know I'm not playing defense on issues, okay? I don't have to explain some stupid uh, vote they did or, you know, I don't have to, you know, Rick Perry had a fairly good record as governor of Texas, but he once tried to forcibly uh, inject HPV vaccines into all minors, mm-hmm. including boys, right? Some, I don't want to have to explain something like that because it's inexplicable. I can't, I can't defend it. I can't explain it. I can't spin it. So I don't... That's why I don't fit with a lot of candidates. There's a lot of good ones, but they have three or four or two or three of those things in their record that are just like, why? What was that? I mean, did somebody, I mean, did like, you know, I mean, did, did you take meth that morning? What were you thinking? Okay. And, 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 but see, they, but here's the thing. They almost never want to come clean about how terrible of a decision that was either. They either like, they, they always want to try to like spin it as, you know, I got bad advice or what well, was the right decision at the time, which just makes it worse. Okay. Marco Rubio. Yeah. Like Marco Rubio with Amnesty, for example. Yes. I mean, I was literally on a phone with him yes. one-on-one, warning him that this is this would be his fate if he ran for president, if he went down this road, and it all turned out to be true. Even though he's arguably the most gifted politician from a just pure communication, uh, giftedness, biography. Optics story. Optics, yes, yep. Yeah. He might be the most gifted, naturally gifted politician in the Republican Party. So I, I the, if, if a, if a, DeSantis Cruz level candidate, and I'm not just going to limit it to those two because there may be others, but I don't have a non-negotiable issue where they did something so mind-numbingly dumb that there's no way we can overcome that objection. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so now it's just all tactics and messaging because the issue thing is all taken care of. So now, now we're just going to play chess. Now we're just going to play survivor. We're going to match wits, right? Outwit, outlast, outplay. I'm really attracted to that idea, if that idea ever came. Oh, yeah. Okay. This doesn't quite get me there, what Mark, you suggested, but I think it's it's a pathway to that kind of a conversation. Sure. Um, let's go next. Oh, 
listen to this. This is from Curtis. I have perpetual unease over a situation I was a part of this morning at a doctor's visit. I have Crohn's disease, but I'm an otherwise healthy 33-year-old male who works outside and is active. My nurse practitioner asked if I'd been vaccinated, and I said no, but that I'd already had COVID. She proceeded to tell me that I really should get vaccinated. Not because I take immunosuppressant medication for my condition, but just because. That's essentially the extent of the evidence she provided me for getting vaccinated. Because. However, it was a 15-minute back and forth full of platitudes that you discredit daily. I'm not too stubborn to not be convinced with good data, but please, present it. The worst moment of this conversation was that she eventually had enough and told me that I should be warned that society will take and blame the unvaccinated people like me for COVID deaths. She said it again with even more emphasis and said that it's coming soon and the pressure will increase. I said, I'm not killing anyone. Why would you go and burden my conscience like that? She said, because you're unvaccinated. I asked, as a medical professional, you're saying that I'm killing people because I'm not vaccinated. She said, no, society will say that. I replied, well, yeah, but that's wrong. She just shrugged. So you're going to stand against that, she said. Or I said, and she said, no, you should get vaccinated. I'm just telling you. So ultimately, when she couldn't give evidence for the vaccine's efficacy, she tried to guilt me into submission. Like I said, I'm feeling very uneasy about it all. Frankly, I just wish there were ramifications for all these doctors and nurses pushing this without evidence. That's from Curtis. I'm sharing this because I have received numerous emails like this. Not to the brazen point of get uh, just take the jab so that you're not called a murderer, but that attempts to ask some of the questions we raise on this show or to cite some of the data that we have cited on this show are just met with shrugs, platitudes, eye rolls, and storming out of the rooms, claims of this is politicization, where if, if you asked for questions if your blood pressure was high and you ask questions about the blood pressure, hey, you know, I'm a 50-year-old guy, I've got blood pressure issues, you're, you're giving me these beta blockers, you know, my wife probably certainly wants to know, does, is this going to cause erectile dysfunction at my age, right? If you started asking questions like that, would they get like instantly offended and everything like that? No. No, would you then, if the answer was yes, if you said, could you give me one of these HBP meds that wouldn't cause that? Would they like be instantly defensive or anything of that nature? No. Probably not. Which tells you in this case, it ain't about medicine. Meaning if they were this, if they found you, if, you, if they found your skepticisms and questions unworthy across the board or on multiple fronts, that would just be a, a sign of institutional arrogance, right? Mm -hmm. This is something different here. And I have received, and I know I'm going to get many more of these, So, I, I, but I, I just wanted to use this as one excuse. I, I am getting a variation of this note quite a bit. Uh, I'll just keep saying it, magical thinking of vaccines. I've said it on the show before. I know I've told Steve before. I, I, I had to when I was still at the Des Moines Register and I was about to turn 40. I had to go in for a mandatory insurance-related health care, went through the dog and pony show. I don't see a doctor... Uh, regularly, so found a doctor happened to be a member of my parish, which I had no idea. Uh, and uh, we got to talking about and um, uh, about uh, boosters, and I said, "No, I don't need anything." And we, and I'm the only person in my family who is uh, actually uh, vaccinated. 
And so uh, when I informed him of all that, and he, you could tell he was a little cautious at first, but I said, no, go ahead. Ask me whatever you want to. That's fine. And he said, well, if my kids were in school with your kids, I don't think I'd let them sit next to one another. And I said, but doctor, your kids are vaccinated. They're, he's, they're in a cult. That's all that is. It, it, Steve's Jehovah Witness stories about blinking and it's, that's all of this is. And it doesn't matter how many credentials they have. And more and more people on all sides are either joining it or quite frankly have been in it for a very, very long time because this kind of thinking is not new to the COVID vaccine. This is what people, you know how many told, times I've been told I'm trying to kill my kids? A lot. This is what they believe. Speaking specifically, and I want to make that very clear, speaking specifically about the Branch Covidians, there are, well, speaking, speaking specifically about the Branch Covidians and more or less the people who would call people like us a bunch of crazy, uh, like Geraldo Rivera, a bunch of arrogant, selfish SOBs who just followed the science because they're enlightened, empathetic uh, compassionate people <sighs> to a lesser degree to a lesser degree a lot of them are waking up after having taken the purple flavor aid that uh, brother jones told them to and saying hey this isn't heaven brother jones said we'd uh, go somewhere better than this mm-hmm. we'd make a point this isn't heaven we're still <laughs> we're still where we were before I think that's what you're seeing out of the Michael Rappaports of the world. I've seen this just anecdotally on a few people um, within different circles that I follow. Uh, very upset about this. This is this is the purple flavor, and I'm not talking about those who just had to get it or are looking at this as a just a medical decision. I'm looking at those who have politicized and moralized this. A lot of them are waking up and saying, uh, this is not what we were promised. Hmm. Jacob Kimbrough writes, you, Todd, and Aaron uh, have really helped to restart the fervor in my relationship with Christ. For that, I'm eternally grateful. I've been seeking apologetics from anyone who will bring it, and uh, I know you guys do. What is your relief in regards to the death penalty? I get both sides of the argument. We would really love to hear yours. Uh, It is absolutely biblically valid and moral on a principled level. Um, There is no biblical argument against the death penalty. There there just is not one. I mean, even Christ himself on the cross being executed, he is flanked by two criminals being executed. He grants the one who admits his sin, he grants him absolution at the cross, correct? Yes. Yes. Does he grant him clemency? No. In fact, the reason he's granted absolution is he says, is he admits, hey, we deserve this. We have it coming, right? Mm -hmm. It's the fact that he deserves this and then recognizes the holiness of Christ. He recognizes my own sin. I deserve this execution. This holy man does not. That's what brings him to absolution of his sins. So he is absolved of his sins. He is not granted clemency, though, in in this life. Now, where we get into the debate from from our current contemporary cultural standpoint is, how much do you trust this government 
to adjudicate cases where human life is at stake fairly? My answer would be not much, okay? And to wit, how many people have we seen later absolved by DNA and forensic evidence later in, later in life or mm-hmm. after years on death row, correct? Right. So I think these two things are conflated. I think you can have a, and they, and, and they should be separated. There is no biblical case against the death penalty. It does not exist. It's absolutely justified in both God's redemptive, restorative, restitutional, or proportional justice system. The debate really ought to be, for those of us that are theistic in nature, have a biblical worldview, is is the current power structure within the United States capable of executing, pardon the pun, such a system with... Uh, with with justice and clarity. And I think that's now where things get much more muddled and confused. I agree entirely with your analysis. Excellent question, though, Jacob. We'll come back. More Feedback Friday coming your way here momentarily. Financial markers we saw in the second and third quarter of 2008 that led to what we saw in the third and fourth quarter of that year. We're seeing a lot of those same things this year as well, which is why if you are looking to sell, first of all, it's a great time to sell. Home values are soaring across the country. But if you're looking to buy, you want to get into that next house like we did. Uh, when we went through this 15 years ago uh, because our family was growing. So we had to get into that next level home. Whichever end of this year on, it's a great time. I'd urge you, who knows what things look like financially in this country here later this year. But make sure if you do take advantage of the timing, you go in during these unprecedented times. Bing. Thank you. With a real estate agent that you can trust, which you will find I mean, the website name kind of says it all. Head over to realestateagentsitrust.com and you're like, well, why should we trust that website? Well, I mean, I I would assume if you're watching, listening, you have some level of trust for us, particularly, uh, you know, one of our uh, poobahs around here, Glenn Beck, because this is his company. It started from him and he got tired along with other people of real estate agents who talked a good game, but then didn't deliver. So they started their own company to try to network and find good agents with proven track records of success that could be hooked up with clients. And that's where this came from. It actually kind of started organically with agents and clients being networked together in this audience. And then it just kind of mushroomed from there. So again, check out the website, realestateagentsitrust.com. Again, that's realestateagentsitrust.com. Let's continue on with Feedback Friday. This is from Zach. He says, I found you guys a show during the last year of unprecedented BS. Although I was raised in a secular and blue collar home, something about your show resonated with me. Uh, I've begun going to church with my fiance, and I think that's in large part because you guys are show. Um, and 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 since going to church, I've now accepted Christ into my life. I'm reaching out to you personally because I'm 24 and I'm beginning my career as a teacher this upcoming school year. I've always wanted to be involved in education, and after seeing how corrupted our institutions have become, I thought I could be a positive force. I recently found out, though, after accepting my position at a charter school in Houston. 
that the school is starting to institute anti-racist policies. That's critical racist theories, code word, by the way. Uh, starting in 2022-23 school year, so the next school year, not this one, they will be revamping their history lessons, which is troubling to me since I'll be teaching social studies. They have made references on their website to such people as, what, what's this guy's name? Ibram X. Ibram X. Kendi. Kendi, okay. Yeah. Thank you, Aaron. Uh, and other academics who are heavily associated with critical racist theory. I wanted your advice on how best to effectively push back against these policies. I'm supposed to get married next summer, and I'm looking at buying a house soon as well. If it weren't for these factors, I'd probably just start looking for a new job right now. I'm sure you understand that as a man, I don't always have the luxury of placing my pride over the well-being of those we love. Obviously, as a first-year teacher, I'm limited in my options. I wanted your advice on the most effective way to fight back against these policies. Do you think I should leak district information that exposes this stuff, or should I just keep my head down and look for a new job? So, Zach, I'll, I'll let um, especially Todd enter into the conversation of some specifics because he's more familiar with the culture that goes on within a government school classroom or any kind of, um, well, you're actually going to charter schools. So that doesn't count. But, um, I mean, my kids go, or my one son, my kid, my two daughters have both been homeschooled. By the way, congrats, Zoe, for passing the driver's test today. Uh, the, our, my son just uh, started going to Des Moines Christian. This will be his third year coming up. Um, but Todd's got a lot more advice with his kids in a corporate culture of a corporate classroom than I do. I'll, I'll, I'll stick to the meta. On, in, on a big picture level, don't do anything. And you need to start this right now at 24, Zach. Because if you don't do this at 24, Zach, it gets harder at 34 and 44, I promise you. And your fiance that's going to church with you, that's on this spiritual journey with you, um, she needs to support you on this. Because it's not just you or her, it's you and her. You're doing this together. You're of one mind on this. And that one mind is you're not doing or teaching anything that violates your conscience and you know is a lie. Start there. Think of, Zach, if how many teachers, if they had, if they had, Determine this 20 years ago when they were 24 or 30, or 30 years ago when they were 24. I'm, I'm just not doing anything that violates my conscience or I know is a lie. I'm not doing it. The power that the teachers wield inside those classrooms. Think of how much different things would be today, right? Yeah. Yeah. So right away, you, you need a boundary. We all do. And you need a boundary beyond I have to have a job. There's lots of jobs. And that boundary is, I'm not doing anything that violates my conscience and I know is a lie. Because that would put me in violation of one of God's commandments, the bearing of false witness. And then that would also essentially say that my conscience belongs to the system and not to my Savior. Both of those things, by the way, are violations of the Ten Commandments. 
Don't bear false witness. Don't worship any other gods. So I would, I'd start by establishing that. I'm not doing those things. And then from there, I would look at the environment that I am in, those that I'm aligned with. Am I, am I a loner? If I am, then I, I'm going to have to carry out those two values maybe a little more subversively, right? Right. Maybe I am kind of a, a whistleblower, an anonymous whistleblower leaking things, okay? Are there other people on the faculty that agree with me? Then we bind together and essentially form a, res, a unit of resistance. I, I don't know, and you, you'll have to figure that out internally. What's the internal mechanism and culture that you're entering into professionally? But regardless of what that is, we don't win in Rome, do as the Romans. We don't do that. We're always called to be in the world, but not of it. We don't change our moral calculus for the system. Whether a job's at stake, a relationship's at stake. And frankly, the last couple of generations have done that in jobs like yours, which is one of the reasons we're in messes like this. Okay? So, the first rule of Fight Club... I'm not lying to anybody. You can't get me to do that. The second rule of the fight club is I'm not violating my conscience. And then I have to figure out how to best and discern how to best maintain those two principles within the the specific political and 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 business culture that I am in. Let me bring you in on this, Todd. What are your thoughts? You said a charter school in the Houston area, right? Yes. Well, listen, it's not a charter school is a public institution. It's just a public institution meant to target a particular uh, topic or a subset of the population. I mean, I know in the Des Moines area, we've got one with a music and arts emphasis. In my old town, Tom of Madison, we even had one that was a core knowledge school. So it, it can be targeted to any number of things. So that being said, and it, it, and this is your genre, you're a history teacher, it should be unambiguous about whether, when you sign the contract to teach at that school, what kind of charter school is it? And what are its purviews? What are its charters? And, and more so, you actually might have more legroom uh, to make a fight than just with a standard uh, public school and so you may find out that you sh- you had no business getting a contract and getting a job at that school crt or not because this was targeted at a certain population and audience that does not fit with your worldview at all or it very much fits with it and says it did all along and therefore is way off base in entertaining this you may have a much stronger leg to stand on because this is a charter charter school, or you may just have to have that look in the mirror like, I, I screwed up. I, this is telling me what I should have known in the beginning. I had no business being here in the first place, and I have to look elsewhere. Aaron, you have any thoughts on that, or are we moving I, on? Um, I, I would just, I would echo that as well. These are, I would just say, for those of you who are not in this position, get used to being in it very, very soon. Yep. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable, okay? Just, you have to, that's the reality of the times in which we live. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable. If previous generations had done that, we wouldn't be sitting here today. 
but they didn't. So we are. Now our job is to make sure that our kids and grandkids aren't saying that about us. All right. So get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Virginia Doherty writes, it is so hard to be silent and listen and to pray. My pastor said he was in a recent discussion and the conclusion is to pray fervently for those who do evil to repent. But if they do not, to trust that God will turn them out to be destroyed by their own evil. But this part to me is unsettling. When the evil ones continue to live in seats of power, more are harmed. This is where we must be active to protect those genuinely oppressed and victimized. Bonhoeffer may have gone too far when he became involved in a plot to kill Hitler, but he was moved by the horrors around him. What is it going to take to stand against this evil? I can't rely on the government to go after state medical boards who threatened to revoke licenses of doctors that prescribe things like hydroxychloroquine. And if they formed hearings to investigate, we would only see posturing in hours of how dare you. So where is the virtuous action versus committing a sin for a good cause? Excellent question. Excellent question. If, if Diedrich Bonhoeffer were here today, he would tell you that the reason he was reduced to being involved, I think it was actually Project Valkyrie, right? That yeah. was the plot? Yeah. Okay. That the reason he was reduced to being involved in Project Valkyrie to assassinate Hitler is because for too long he let, he, he let his particular theological biases blind him to the reality of the evil that was really occurring on his own doorstep in his own country. This is why I keep saying, if this thing ends up becoming about some form of violent overthrow, violent civil war, violent insurgency, we failed. Not them. We did. We did that. Because we still own our own homes. We still have some places where we can exchange free and fair ideas. We still have, even though we are less free than previous generations of Americans were, we are still the freest people that live in this world today. Amen? Amen. If, 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 if we allow this thing to devolve to that point, it's because, let's go back to the email from Zach, the teacher. We, we put ourselves in the position of having to use zero-sum game tactics to defend our God-given freedoms because we didn't do the things like we just encouraged Zach to do in the classroom. For years and years and years, we swallowed the bile, we paid our teacher union dues, and we taught the pagan gobbledygook to go along to get along. And now your union got so used to you doing that that it will do nothing to defend you against your own states and your own federal government attempting to put vaccine mandates on you. That's because we failed. There's still way too much freedom in this country. We're not quartering soldiers in our homes yet like the, like the colonials were. Way too much freedom in this country to put up with this. Way too many states... I mean, the state of Idaho earlier this month said that it wasn't going to protect you on vaccines. If they see a registered Democrat in Idaho, they call 911. So those of you in Idaho that know better, what have you been doing since that happened? What have you done about it? Way too much freedom. Way too much. If it devolves to this, If it devolves to a situation where maybe there are no winners, only losers, 
that could that's a potential outcome we failed we let them push us around until we had no alternative but to go gangsta when really we could have gone patriot this entire time no i'm not doing it enforce it all i dare you bring it oh no i might get three hots in a cot however will i live no i might lose a job wow well i suppose we could just go ahead you you keep your mouth shut keep your job and then maybe your kids will lose a country have to fight it out violently in the streets i like them apples i'm sure they won't curse you for it way too much freedom way too much that's why i was so angry with all the letters last year my governor keeps me in my home with all my guns no you keep you in your home Everybody wanted to laugh in the 80s when Sam Kinison said to the starving people in Africa, move where the food is. That applies to you. Get up. Leave. Go. At least give them, yeah, that's going to be a no from me, dog, but thanks. Nope. You do this pushback now when you have some advantages, when you have some platforms, so that you don't have to do it violently later when you do not. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. Because I can promise you, if this level of discomfort is just still too uncomfortable for you, in the times to come that we are well on the way towards, you're going to really find out how much discomfort you can handle the hard way. Gentlemen, any closing thoughts? Well, just to put a face on that, the good people of uh, St. Louis, just like 24, 48 hours after uh, that school district said masks in the coming school year, there was a really big room filled with people that said, um, uh, come again? That's going to be a no for me, dog. Yeah. Yeah. Now that could have been done, by the way, a year ago. Yep. But I'm not, I'm not hating on them. I'm simply saying now's as good a time as any. Just no, no, no. And if you push it further, I'm going to make you taste no in a different, more painful way. This pain is a two-way street. Speak, Amen. Speaking of, wife just texted me. New guidance likely to be implemented at her hospital before the end of this, uh, before the end of August. Mandatory vaccinations. So our answer is no. We'll fight it, but our answer is no. Everybody have a great weekend. Until Monday, John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.